come on in to the Claim the Throne podcast, where exactly 25 episodes ago, we interviewed a man named Sleet. He sprayed our face and he gave us his top 15 albums of the year prior. It's now June again, 2017, and he's giving us his top albums of 2016. It's taken approximately six months for him to write his list today. We're with our mate Ned Sleet Hatswell. How are you going today, Sleet? Good, thank you, thank you. I'm Roy, I coach Destroy. <laughs> I'm Calvin, coach of Calvinator. How are you going, Ash? Coach of the Ash Dogs. Fuck, I don't even know the reference, but uh, yeah, I am come. No, I'm come. I got nothing. That's good, man. Well, yeah, let's just get straight into it. We're going to be talking some metal today. It's uh, always good fun going through the best releases of, uh, of the year prior, one of the highlights of the metal calendar. When people start coming out with their top 10 lists and whatnot, and it's good being able to catch up with Ned because he gives us some crazy obscure names like Nakokwin and uh, Havu Krunu that we've never heard of before. And now we're fans of, and last year's, a uh, bit of Ned trivia, last year's number one, if you listen to episode 53, I don't want to ruin it for you, cover your ears now, but the winner of Ned's uh, Ned Hats World's albums of the year was Panopticon, and this year he's chosen to wear a Panopticon shirt into the studio. It was not a coincidence. <laughs> I didn't think so. So let's get right into it. He has a disc the size of Jupiter and testicles like hard-boiled eggs. He is sleep and he sprays coming at my window. <laughs> How many albums have we got this year? Oh, yeah, I did 16. <laughs> 2016. Of course you did. Top 16 albums. Yeah. Has it taken you six months to write this list? Well, probably because I didn't start listening to a lot of them until about December when everyone else's lists come out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, right. whoa, research. Cool. And any story behind this list? Have you gone for a different strategy to last year? No. Well, the top maybe eight or so albums that I actually did listen to all through the year and the rest are ones that I sort of come across as I was <laughs> looking at other lists and stuff for the most part. Yeah, awesome. Cool, man. And, yeah, well. Google Play still? Google Play, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bandcamp and even... YouTube. Okay, so did, old YouTube. Did you take stats in terms of how much you've spent, etc.? Uh, pretty much zero dollars because oh, yeah, I know. All subscription I based. So it's more. I've spent a bit on merch and stuff, but no actual albums. Mm-hmm. So you Bandcamp, you're using it as the streaming function before they cut you off. And make yeah, you buy. yeah. I'm like, I should buy some of those albums, and I will. Yeah, because um, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, let's kick things off at number 16. Number 16, Chemist. Have you guys heard of Chemist? Like Chemist, but without a T and spelled with a K because <laughs> it's a metal. Oh, right. Oh, really? Chemist, nah. And two M's. Tell us about them and what's the uh, album called? Their album is called Hunted. They're kind of like sort of old school doom metal sort of sounding. Mm. Lots of like guitar melodies. Pretty cool. From where? US. Hmm. US. I don't know. I haven't got too much to say about them, I suppose. But they're cool. When you say doom, is it like... um Funeral doom? Yeah. No, clean. I can't doom take doom. funeral doom, eh? Hey? Mm. Clean vocal? It's more or? like Sabbath. Oh, right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Cool. Clean vocals, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, a bit of a mixture. Their yeah. first album? Or they've been around for a uh, while? I think they've been around... Like, I hadn't heard of them before. Mm. But I think it's maybe their second album. Mm. Or maybe awesome. they even just had an EP. And why would they make number 16? You had 15 and just wanted to chuck it on? Oh, no, I decided at some point to do 16. I don't know why. Because it was 2016. It oh, was. Okay. You know how you have that criteria like um, 
it had to be possibly somewhat original. If it wasn't, it had to be fucking really good. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just cuming. Um, no, I didn't actually. I tried to avoid or following anything like that. And just if I what I listened to is what I tried to. I tried to simplify it because it was too hard, too complicated. And did you use rate my music as well? Oh, so much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. That's one tip I haven't followed up on since last year. Me neither. And and so, and that's kind of what I'm getting at, is that the top 16, was that cultivated of like, I don't know how rate your music works. Is it percentages or is it and it's stars? like stars, five out of five stars. And do you log it like every time you listen to it and that sort of adds to its rating or something? Nah, shit? nah, not that complicated. You just give it a star rating and that's about it. So I anything that I gave... Three or more stars, I sort of went back to. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, re listened. Re listened, yeah. Fuck. And then, I don't know, just organically, whatever I wanted to, whatever I felt like listening to. Have you ever given something zero stars? I don't think you can. Mm. I think no. half a star is a lot of go, and I've right. given a few things there right. for sure. So, you've already started with Stone and Doom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make some predictions. Yeah. There's going to be some thrash on this list. Uh, some black metal. Yeah, yeah. Some melodic death metal, but not too mm, much. Mm. And also, I don't know, something involving Isan or something like that. <laughs> so, listeners no. out there, you can go down to your local TAB, search for the yeah. uh, Ned Hatswell's Claim the Throne podcast list. <laughs> and uh, the favourite for number one is something to do with this, Sean. Oh, the favourite's not even a metal album. My oh. number one album. Oh. So, so, any other result so is the favourite. So, it's really 15 metal albums. Wow. So... Cool, I can't wait to hear about the new Spice Girls being number one. Let's go to number 15. Beyonce. (laughs) Um, 15, I don't know if it's pronounced Summerlands or Sumerlands, but Mm. it's spelt like Summerlands with one M. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Which sounds like a pop festival, but Mm. it's not. It's, um, again, sort of like Stone of Doom sort of stuff. Have you been getting smashing heaps of bongs this year? (laughs) <laughs> I'm living, reliving the bongathon days of 2005. I'm sensing a theme of this list so far. Both bands so far spelled wrong. Well, I don't know what the names refer to at all, so it might just be a coincidence. So, how does Summerlands differ from Chemist? Probably a bit more straightforward. Not quite as um, like with Chemist. There's some like death metal type vocals and stuff like that, whereas Summerlands pretty straight down the line, sort of. Groovy, okay. Even more Black Sabbathy than Black Sabbath. No, even more Black Sabbathy than Chemist. Heaps Where from. are these prog? prog I think from? they're. I think they're the US as well. I'm not sure. There's a lot of reference to Queensrÿche, but I don't really know what Queensrÿche oh. sound like. You, you've from never other heard Queensrÿche? I probably have. I think I'm in the same boat. I've heard the name being used a billion times. Kind of like that band Vovoid or Voivod. Voivod, yeah. They what? had something out last year, which I did listen to, but... They're, they're another band that like I hear of all the time, and I associate them with Queensryche because I know absolutely nothing about them. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised you don't. I associate them with... Jason Newstead. Jason Newstead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Okay. I don't know, I just didn't hit my radar. Queensryche. Right. Well, clip me with number 14. Then. 14. Zoth. <laughs> <laughs> So this is my favourite time of the year. Hey? <laughs> Invasion of the Tentacube. <laughs> what is the Tentacube? I don't know. And why would anyone I don't invade know, it? But on the picture, it's like a cartoon sort of things with bits coming out of it. Whoa. I think it's something from space. There's a lot of Sounds things about Zil-toy-y. space, actually, hmm. um, released last year, it seems like. Right. 
Sidetrack, did you go to Devon the other week? Yeah. Good? So good. So really? good. Did yeah. you see Aaron or Tim there? I saw Tim. Oh, yeah. Talk to him? No, it was during the thing, Andy, um, during the show. I just sort of happened to see him and we passed looks. <laughs> we smiled at each other and maybe even a thumbs up was exchanged. <laughs> that was a capital, right? Yeah, yeah. So smaller venue than last time. Yeah, so it gets, you know, it's not like heaps and heaps of people, but it gets pretty crowded when there's... It's a half decent crowd. It's hard to move, and the toilets are right at the oh. next to the stage. Yeah, yeah. Worst, yeah. Eh? So oh. everyone's looking there, and if you go in the toilets for more than eight minutes, everyone's like, "Somebody had a pretty rough dinner." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, sorry, sidetrack you. We might yeah. get back to Devon later in the list. Yeah, mm. we might. Invasion of the Tentacube. It's like a. I think it's a concept album, so that's good. But it's sort of it's like not real serious metal. It's kind of light hearted. And it's sort of thrashy, um, sort of like death a little bit, like sort of like tech, but like low tech death, low low end tech, low fire, low fire tech. Yeah, so that was pretty pretty interesting. I thought Zoth. just not too serious. From America again, I bet. Yeah, yeah. racist. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> White as they are. Too. Number, Number thirteen, 13. Gojira. Magma. Was that last year? Yeah. Must have been earlier last year. I suppose we're halfway through this year now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does feel like a long time ago. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like it so much. I I didn't mind it. I I heard one person, the aforementioned Aaron, liked it a fair bit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was he. Or did he? Or maybe it was Tim, actually. One of those two really liked it. But I, I listened to it a bit and it was like, it was cool, but it was... It's pretty yeah, I don't slow, really get it, hey, and bit sort experimental, of. Eh? Yeah, people say they're supposed to be in one of the heaviest bands and all that, but I don't. No, it wasn't I don't really get heavy. the heaviness thing. And is that older right. albums though? I don't as know. Opposed to this one, is it, are they different? Know. Well, this one's like a bit sort of more slow and melodic, and mm-hmm. but I never thought of them as one of the. What do you like about bands. it? Uh, it's just I find it kind of relaxing to listen to. Mm. I don't know. You're yeah, right, and. Would they get a point for being unique sounding, do you think? Um, if you hear a song, do you know, know it's Gajira straight away? I don't know if I would. Hmm. No, probably, yeah. When because the, the guy's vocals, in. yeah, as I was going to say, I'd recognise the voice. But the actual song's not hugely. They kind of do have a bit of their own sort of sound. But I'm not like a huge Gojira fan. That I mean, I like them, but I'm not like, like don't have, collect the albums or anything. I don't collect any albums. But you dug this one. It made the list. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm. Might give that another listen. Yeah, same. Twelve? Mm. Now this is where things get weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, not weird, weird. Like. <laughs> well, anyway. How's the suspense? Avenged Sevenfold. Righto. Really? This is I know, weird. weird hey? I told you it was weird. Whoa. I told you we shouldn't have got sleet on this year. <laughs> the Stage is the name of the album. It's. What's their deal these days? It's kind of like prog metal. Hmm. But um, sort of rocky. Kind of reminds me a lot of Guns N' Roses, which I am <laughs> endorse. Very weak. I endorse Guns N' Roses. Axl Rose is the best guy of all time. <laughs> but um, no, like I grew up on Guns N' Roses, and it's kind of got that sort of rock, like theatrical sort of thing going on. I think this one's about space as well. <laughs> I remember listening to them years ago, and it just sounded like a million genres sort of mashed together. Yeah, but with like an emphasis on. 
metalcore maybe? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, they're really, kind of more metalcore, but really this, get it. this is yeah, more proggy sounding. And apparently they've had, well, the drummer was in Dream Theater for a while, so I don't oh, know right. if they influenced them. When I first saw it, like, because I saw it on you know another top top ten list or whatever, and I thought, well, because I sort of go through them systematically, I thought this one I'll be able to listen to maybe a couple of songs and pass yeah. on. And I was sort of like at first like that, and at first I was thinking they sound nothing like I remember. Mm. And that's because I was thinking of Seven Dust, and then <laughs> <laughs> that, took me, that took me like dust. weeks to realise. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. After by the end, I was like, that's actually pretty cool. Um, and I was thinking it might make my list as guilty pleasure, but it somehow found its way up to number twelve. <laughs> I listened to a bit of that actually. I, I think it was pitched as a you know a taking it back to the old school raw recording. Like, does it sound like a real band or really modern production? I thought it was pretty modern sounding production. Maybe it wasn't that album then. I'm pretty sure it was this album. And I listened to an interview and the guy produced that or engineered that. And so I checked it out. And yeah, I lasted maybe three quarters of the first song before going back to Ulva. The vocals are pretty, what's the word? Like, you could love them or hate them, I guess. Like, they're pretty um, unique. Not unique, but you know. I think it's usually dividing or whatever. There's it's a that word that usually it. turns me off yeah. about those kind of bands because yeah. they were definitely in that metalcore thing. I listened to an interview last week about that whole group of bands that went through early to mid two thousand. So like Killswitch, Avenged Sevenfold, Bleeding Through, all those sort of bands. Oh, that, see, I uh, Shadows Fall. Much. All of those bands, fucking take it or leave it for me. But it was a definite like time period in metal, like a. When metalcore mm. got pretty big, yeah, and yeah, th- those guys were the ones that hit pretty hard and went through a few like genre changes and are still around, surprisingly yeah. enough. So yeah, yeah, yeah like I, I didn't, I'd never listened to them before at all because I was at that at that time probably Cannibal Corpse and Deicide or Bust sort of thing, <laughs> and um, yeah, like I said, I didn't even realize. I thought they were Seven Dust, but then um. <laughs> So I went back and listened to some of their old stuff and it didn't do much for me. Yeah, okay. And they have the worst cover of Walk ever. Have you heard that? No. Oh, it is it's bad. It's added to the to-do list. No, no. It's, they've released it on like a single loss B-side or something. Give us number... 11. 11. Hail Spirit Noir from Greece. Righto. Had an album called Mayhem in Blue. Mm. That was um weird. <laughs> But I liked it. It's sort of like B-52s crossed with Dark Throne. That's what I've written what? down. It's weird. Yeah, like it's got like Pop-like. sort of, yeah, like 70s psychedelic sort of poppy riffs. And then the dude just comes on and screams like Fenris. Over the poppy music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? And it's, I know, it's weird. But it sounds good. I like it. it sounds it makes it sound really angry when he comes on too because, you know, it's sort of contrast, I suppose. Didn't Dark Throne have an album where it was quite experimental? Oh, like I that? probably hated it. Yeah. yeah. I Maybe think Plague... No, not that. I think they had one. I was going to say Plague Wielder, but I don't know if it was that. Mm. One with a red on the cover, I'm thinking, but... I had a recommendation the other day from our mate Smitty, who um, oh, he linked me to a band that I can't remember what they're called now, but he... Yes, uh, Great story. Um, black metal and power metal finally meet. And it was like a oh. black metal band with power metal vocals. So that was ah. something different to hear. I stood behind Smitty briefly at the Devon Did Townsend you? concert, but um, I didn't interact because I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable tapping on the shoulder. But mm. 
Well, he'll, I sniffed he'll him. Tell the story. <laughs> I sniffed him. No, I was close enough to sniff him if I so wished. Tickled his nuts. Dropped it in his pocket. And, <laughs> hey, mate, I don't want to piss in your pocket, but <laughs> but I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, I remember cool. you showed me that that album, and I Did said, it? "What the fuck is this?" Right. And you said, "Oh, that- when power metal and black metal collide, or whatever." Mm, who is it? Yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah, I'll find out when uh, you're explaining the next one. You can drop it in and post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So B-52's Black Metal, what do we got next? Next is actually the recommended for cover album, which Whoa. I don't know if you would have heard it. Okay. Um, I'd be kind of surprised if you hadn't. Mr. Mistur? Mr. M-I-S-T-U-R? Haven't heard it, I know mist in German means crap. Does it? Yeah, the, I think they're Crapper. Norwegian. I'm pretty sure they're Norwegian. Oh, down. All right. Downfall is the album. Okay. But like, yeah, um, folk. Yeah, folk metal. Yeah, cool. Sort of thrashy a bit. But really cool. I, I mm. was like, I was surprised you hadn't, like, if you hear them, I think you'd like them. Mm. So I, I tend to hadn't. not follow that scene these days as much as I used to. I just sort of know every single obscure folk metal band from deep within eastern russia uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah i don't really follow it so yeah. much anymore but there is some always some gems out there yeah check it out it's recommended and my other recommendation was scott pendlebury from collingwood oh okay mate so what as captain <laughs> just get him in do you even have him nah i chose trelaw at the start of the season instead oh. which you know hasn't been too good but he's picked it up the last few weeks and uh, yeah yeah, yeah. i almost traded him in bloody dependable yo you are listening to the Jock Reynolds podcast. <laughs> yeah. I've got my sights firmly on Dustin Martin. I brought him in did two you? weeks ago. Of course you did. It's a bit hard with the buyers at the moment. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking at maybe Hannah's this week. Nah, you reckon? Mm. <laughs> I, I traded Aston Martin for uh, Dustin Fletcher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, on a side note, that band I was talking about is called The Lightbringer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so never would have They don't bring the name. darkness. They bring the light to black metal. That's... Um, that's deep. Mm. It is cool music. Definitely worth checking out. Is that, did it come out this year? Yeah. Uh, far out, guys. We might get an interview today or something. Yeah. What sort of girth do you have going on at the moment, Cabba? It came out in uh, this year, April 2017. Okay. i have to check it out December. The album's called Heptanity. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it next June. <laughs> so, Mr. Keep them Mr. coming. Mr. Number nine now. We're in the top ten. Mm. Um, Mare Cognitum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is, this is sorry. This is recommended for Ash. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mare cognitum, luminiferous ether. Oh, yeah. It's sort of um, <laughs> sort of oh, like atmospheric atmos black gaze metal. Okay, <laughs> dig it. Not really black gaze. More like just black metal. Yeah, check it out. It's like um, it's about space again. Another album. About, I told <laughs> you lots of albums about space this year. For some last year. What do they have to say about space? Um, it's hard to understand what he's saying a lot of the time. <laughs> we <laughs> all went bands. to Alcest, right? Yeah. I did not. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Far out. That was we a while ago. Did. Mm. Yeah. So, is it, uh, compare it to something that I would already know? Alcest? Um, no, no, no. It's mostly, it's mostly all, um, like black metal vocals. Like, I guess kind of like, um, Agalock maybe a little bit. But okay. More high-pitched folks. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Where are real they open, real sort of like, yeah, like quite slow and yeah, atmospheric. So you've got to give it a while to build up a bit. But that's from US. Just It's another one, man. I think oh, it's got classic. Mare Cognitum, also known as Jacob Buzari or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> some dude. 
Mayor cool. Cognitin, also known as Scott Pendlebury. <laughs> <laughs> Warney, also known as Warndogs. Well, the other album I had recommended for you was Shamask Triangle, which didn't make the list, by the way. I'm just chucking what? in there. Shamask Triangle? Shamask is the band. Mm. But it's like a three... three Piece? Three LP. Oh, what do you call it? Oh, fuck. Yeah. They're pulling a... Um, that other Swallow band the that released Swallow the Sun. Ah. I can't do that. Like, I tried to listen to that Swallow the Sun album. I'm like three songs into the first disc, and I'm like, I better try out disc two before I get bored of this whole sound. Chucked yep. it on and was like, oh, the time it took me to like search in Apple Music for disc two, <laughs> it was all over. I would have thought that was the best one. Uh, uh, but it's all the same shit. If you don't like the sound, mistake. you don't like it. What is not to like about it? Well, Too bit no. melodic or corny? You mean like corn the band or yeah. corn? <laughs> they do what they do really well and mm. I do appreciate it. Like there was, um, the phone was on shuffle the other day and a song came on. I was really digging it. It was really cool. But man, just being pummeled. It's kind of like Funeral Doom is within one song, but over a whole album. Like if you're in the mood for it, mm. you can get to the third riff okay in mm. Funeral Doom. But if you're not in the mood for it, it's like... Hurry up, first riff, yeah. finish. You know, vocals can be a bit whiny at times, perhaps yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the th- that's why this band didn't make my list. Like, yeah, you know, the first I really dig the first album. They're sort of different styles each one, and the second one, the last one, is pretty much full blown doom, and that's where I, I tune out. Okay, yeah. So that's almost lifted the concept of. Yeah, the sun, yeah. Right? It's definitely reminded me yeah. a lot of similar sort of. Because didn't they do that? They, they had like a normal kind of an album, then a more experimental one, and then the third disc well, that was like this triple disc, that's what it was. Doom, huh? Yeah, well, it was, but it was almost like a combo of the two oh, first, okay. first two as well. Um, but it was, yeah, definitely the heaviest one, I think. But yeah, just two, all acoustic, I think, or that's at least right. all, all mellow. Don't, don't you find that, I don't know what it's like on uh, Google Play or Spotify, but on Apple Music... Triple disc, this is the other thing, is mm. there, and we talked about it with um, Metallica, fucking whatever. You've got a list of like 300 fucking songs there. Yeah, it's and not it's just, split up. When I look at it, I just go, and then it totals them down the bottom. Three hours and yeah, 45 minutes, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I've got Hearing 20 for minutes. the long haul. Oh, yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah kind of, it's weird to try and do an album experience like that. When you're, when you're looking into the digital age, it's a strange thing to do, I think, now. Big time. So, I wonder if there's other reasoning behind it, like they get more streams and there's more to be made on, on uh, maybe royalties or something, or playing live, you could just make some big-ass long set lists and get some coin. But, you know, like, um, so a few bands have split albums up and done them, you know, throughout the year, System of a Down. Did the two oh, or three yeah, yeah, over yeah. a one-year period. Load, but, reload. Yeah, yeah. And um, I rewatched that doco dig. Year and a half in the life of my I did also watch that, <laughs> as you know. Um, yeah, dig with the Danny Warhols and the Brian Jones Town Massacre, which I've got on DVD and found it when I was moving house. Cool, cool doco, just in terms of how much film they've got. And the main guy from Brian Jones Town is like a full on smackhead and. It just loses his mind. What is it? Just a doco about like the band stories? Yeah, or because they're like rising at the same time and then dandy's signed to a major label brian jonestown keeps it real with indie but they go off the edge with heroin whereas the dandy's like make a bunch of money and tour the world and shit right but it's got cool footage from like that i think the guy must have been like hanging with one band for a couple of months 
than the other band over a period of seven yeah, years. Right. It's worth watching. It's definitely really good. Was he a filmmaker or is he just some dude that? I think he's just their mate. Because yeah. it's all like VHS style stuff and then... Like the Pantera home videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as many burnouts though. <laughs> and uh, anyway, fucking long story short, Brian Jonestown, five albums in a year. And everyone's like, oh, this guy's really? the most... Really? Yeah. That's insane. But, but he records them like in a day. Are there like a- three songs on each album? No, no. They're like hour-long albums. Pretty experimental fucking whatever, mate. Shoe... Not shoegazy. It's just like um 60s revival stuff and... Weird Bob Dylan wannabe stuff. I remember hating them when they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the point I'm making is though, is that if you release a triple album, someone goes, "Wow, you released a triple album. That's a huge undertaking, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. But then, if you release three over in the space of a year, then people are like, "Whoa, this band just keeps pumping them out." Because I think it gives time for people to get used to one handful of songs. And then three months later, go like, oh, new stuff, cool. Yeah. But if you get yeah. it all in one hit, it's kind of like fucking hell. Yeah, I prefer the, the staggered approach. Mm. If, if at all, you know. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, yeah. From Brisbane. Yeah, Five yeah. albums this year they, they're really? going to do. I, see, I saw them pop up on Rate Your Music and they're releasing some album where it's like stories read over their music, which I want to check <laughs> out, but it's not released out. No. Oh, that's my idea. Oh, you're really? kidding. Yeah, on my side project, Coral. <laughs> Coral. Yeah. Damn it. It's about I've already done it. Uh, well, I might have to just change my storytelling. Check out what they've Now just do storytelling without music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> audio books. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just do it in the voice of the guy from Balsagoff. Mm. Ned, what is your top 10 album of 2016? For these. For these lists of songs, the ones that you check out this year, Sleet took his position in the middle of the couch and then moved slightly to the left. Yeah. He wandered his eyes across the room, looking at Cabba first and then his list. <laughs> he drank one atomic pale ale followed by a Cooper's. Uh, What's next on the list, Sleet? Yeah, let's Save us. This is where it gets more into the ones that I just did listen to here. Mm. So these are more well-known ones. Number um, eight is Alcest Kodama. Mm. Cool. Who, who we have previously mem- mentioned in this podcast. Yeah. How's like, that compared to their previous stuff? I didn't. I, I was not a fan of them before. Uh, so I'm again, not, I haven't heard I that album yet. Jumped on board, but of course, I think that's probably more my taste has changed than anything. Mm-hmm. You would dig early Alcest, I reckon. Like, sorry, World Maggot would have loved World early Alcest. Yeah, I don't know. A World lot. Maggot might not, but <laughs> Sleet might. <laughs> World Maggot was pretty heavy into gore. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I should go back. Problem is that I don't go. I quite often listen to these albums, and it turn out to be a band that's released five albums. But I don't go back and listen to them because I'm like, shit, I've got to put my list together for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to listen to more albums. I listened to. I did a rate your music. You know, count um, how many releases I'd rated from 2016. Yeah, 340 albums. Or well. releases. Some would be EPs, but crazy. So much music. Hey? Yeah, that is a fucking lot of music. Okay, so what was the deal with that then? I, I heard a bit uh, of that. It was pretty... Uh, that was more traditional shoegazy. Yeah, that really is, yeah. Like the metal side of rock. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just mm. crazy. Yeah. It's sort of like Enya, but with <laughs> black metal singing. Black metal Enya. I like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. See, when I watched... When we watched Alcest together, I was waiting, much like you with Cattle Decapitation, for For those, me to put my hand around your shoulder. Oh, well, that was happening the whole time. The shoulder of my shaft. Pissing in your pocket. 
Yeah. While you were coming in my pocket at Alcest, I was waiting for the heavy vocals to come yeah. in the whole time. Yeah, yeah, definitely and lifts it a bit. Yeah, so I is there much on that? Not Kodan? that much, really. No. Yeah. No. So I don't remember hearing a lot of it. No. So okay, cool. Cool. French number seven, and it's kind of surprising that yeah, French second French band because of Gojira. Mm. But um, number seven, um, they fell further than I thought. Moon Sorrow, Jumatan mm. Akai, Aika. Why so far down the list? I don't know, just other bands I listen to a bit more. You rated it But though? the good bits are insanely good, but there's a bit where it sort of mm. it loses. I sort of zone out a bit where it's a bit, some of the riffs go on a little bit longer than they need to, I think. And they're another one that are renowned for that. Yeah. You can't just listen to them if you've only got 20 minutes to spare. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah. Some good effects like Chains Rattling type thing, which I'm a big fan of ever <laughs> since Burzum released. Burzum. <laughs> Chains Rattling, I'll have to go back and listen to it for, for that sound. <laughs> Yeah, listen to that and philosophy. So that's what got him into the top ten, the chains? Yeah, pretty much. No, <laughs> just the riffs. Yeah, that was an awesome album. Yeah. Yeah, I still haven't... It hasn't really sunk in. I've listened to it a lot, but yeah, find they're a band you need to really listen to their albums for years and you finally grasp everything they've been on about with the album. True sleep fact, I was listening to them in the car on the way here. Wow. Mm. <laughs> to a tip number one. <laughs> to a tip number one. Listen to Moon Sorrow. <laughs> in a drive. If you have a 40-minute drive, you'll get through one song. Yeah, yeah, Did it yeah, take yeah. you 40 Probably minutes to get here? a good time to listen to. No, it took oh, fuck. less. Sorry. The joke missed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, keep them coming, sleep. Number six, a bath. Self-titled. Right. Nice. Mm. You rated it. I did, yeah. yeah. But I'm a huge mm. a bath fan. Okay. I bought the snow globe. Did you know he has a snow Ooh, globe? Oh, I didn't it was know. funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course know, it just is. him, you know, looking like him with snow. Do What's you your favourite Immortal album? Sorry. Oh. Sons of Northern Darkness. At the Heart of Winter. Okay. I love it. Cool. Even though it ruined black metal according to that dude that did a YouTube video. Oh, did yeah. it? <laughs> it was yeah. one of the ones he mentioned uh, in that um, Peter Tarkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that album too. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it is really good. Thrashy. Do you listen to it in the bath? <laughs> no, I splish splash. Don't. I was taking a bath. <laughs> <laughs> I would take a bath. Did, did we tell you about when we were at Hammersonic side of stage and he walked up? Were you standing there as well? I didn't. I wasn't there at the time. No. Yeah, we, we were naughtily oh, standing. Spewing, you didn't give me a VB. Oh, sorry, mate. I thought I took the shit one to give you two the good ones. Yeah, but... I was actually kind of spewing oh. as well. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Backfired. Uh, <laughs> All fighting over the VB. Oh, mate, we are heaps hipsters. Mm. Um, yeah, we were standing side of stage and it was right at the end of the night. Everyone was drunk and everyone was talking and a bath were about to go on. And there was some sort of technical reason they didn't go on straight away. And he like charges up the ramp. Backstage, full, obviously, crowd up. walking up the stage. Pretty much, yeah. Armour, like, thick as fucking <laughs> steel. And, yeah, just stood, like, between me and Cabba, away from me, like, there with his guitar. And he's just, like, looking around at all of us. Like, waiting and for something to happen. Just waiting to go on stage. And everyone just, was like... Was he, like, smiling? Because of the outfit and the paint, you can't tell, right? He was fucking he just weird. just has a no, constant no, no. expression. Have you seen his guitar tutoring videos? Have I? How funny. Yeah, yeah. But he's standing there and everyone who was like drunk and yarning and, oh, yeah, this will be cool, just shut right up. <laughs> Not a fucking 
noise at all. Even the crowd was really quiet and we're just standing there and he's looking around. You know how on all the film clips, there's always shots of him just looking around. (laughs) That's what he was doing. (laughs) <laughs> and he's, yeah, just looking around. I offered him some of my beer. He turned me down. Oh, uh, did you really? Yeah, because so, yeah. it was real awkward. And he's just like staring at all of us. And I was like, um, warm beer, Abbott? And he goes, no, thank you. <laughs> wow. And went on stage. Man, that's an awesome story. It was pretty weird, hey? And then we all I'm got booted jealous. from standing there. How jealous. Because it's pretty weird all just crowding around one dude. Yeah. He's like, what are you idiots even doing here? But, what mm, were you doing there? Just watching. Oh, okay. Because it's easy to just walk up the ramp if you're already back there where yeah, all the stuff yeah, is. So well, he was waiting to go on. Yeah, he was about to go on. So you were just watching the empty stage. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were like, oh yeah, let's go and watch him from here. Oh shit. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah then how we, was the how was the show anyway? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Did he just do a bath stuff? What did he do? Immortal? Stuff? No, he did immortal stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is like I'm a big immortal fan, and, and I quite like that bath album your as well. Album, sorry. Um. Well, I got into them a bit later, so probably Suns in Northern Darkness only because I know it a bit better. But that's cool. At the heart of winter, the sound there's a few standout riffs mm. that fans of Dissection would like, which I like. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Him live, like it's good if you're in the mood for it. I'm always in the yeah, mood. Yeah, you're always in the mood for it. I don't know, <laughs> like it can just get a bit slow and boring, and I don't think he's the most amazing player ever. No, he's not. Um, which is why his guitar tune is just here. a it's bit so funny, dumb kind of. And you, I don't know. He's got yeah, well, this new band now. All the new um, yeah, it's not just players, and they're all you know dressed up and in it, and they're really into it. And there's a big stage presence from them. It's Have just you kind seen of a his weird a Bath Road stubby holders or whatever he's released? Nah, like good. Like when they were in England, they did they walked across Abbey Road right. and <laughs> released like a shirt that was a Bath Road with them full black metal posing. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. I gotta look at it. I think he's good because he seems to be aware of the cult of humor around him, and he yes. plays into it big time. Yeah. Like when I was looking for shirts at heavymetalmerchant.com, they've got a bunch of Abath shirts, mm-hmm. and one of them is just his face. Well, most of them are him, but one of them is just his face of the makeup. Yeah. Just a huge picture of his face, and on the black shirt, it looks cool. It just looks like I'll pull it up later. It looks fucking yeah. awesome. His face is quite funny. Yeah. And he has a lot of shirts that are just his face from different angles. <laughs> now one, that you mention it. One immortal shirt that is just his face. <laughs> so With the old crew. logo, right? Old logo, yeah. I like that logo. Oh, yeah. Me yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Went to the top five yet? Yeah, just, <laughs> just about to start top five. Wow. Drum roll, please. Isan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, okay. you can put that in in post. Yeah. Dan, Dan, Dan. Yeah, Iceland. Not number okay. one. So, what was the favourite to win? Was it? It is good. But, but there uh, are some bits where it's a bit, uh, a bit almost, but like the electronic bits put me off a tiny bit because mm. I'm not a huge fan of any electronic music pretty much, apart from My World, the last track on Use Your Illusion 2. <laughs> <laughs> Which you haven't listened to, you should listen to it. It's funny <laughs> as well. For a bad attempt at, like, trying to jump on the techno bandwagon that was taking off, I think. Oh, check it out. Might have to play How's that. How's vocals on the new album? Oh, so good, man. Really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has shredding. They're like shrieks, hey? They're not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty crazy vocal style. Yeah, it's a lot a lot of, like, prog metal, almost prog rock at times on this album. And, yeah, because his vocals, he does the whole... Sometimes he sounds like David Bowie, I reckon. 
when he does really? like his slower bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. He's probably going for that. A lot Could of those be. black metal, death metal dudes love the seventies a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you but reckon yeah. he's big? I thought he looked small. No. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm looking laughs> Do you reckon he, he makes money? Ah, uh, not much for a while. Uh, compared oh, to I reckon like he would, he would be, that he'd make a living. I reckon would would he generate more than let's say Moonsorrow? Definitely. Reckon? You yeah, reckon? Absolutely. The- Including oh Emperor. The Emperor shows that they still do. Yeah. I reckon they'd get big money off being on festivals. Um, and all the the classic Emperor fans would be a shoe in to buy all his new stuff, surely. Well, so I don't know, because no. it is a fair bit different. It is. So, yeah. there's bound to be a few hardcore black metal fans. Maybe he just makes his money day. off Emperor and just keeps doing this. Maybe. Yeah, it strikes me that if you're a personality in extreme underground metal, you can get by in the modern world, like mm. Isan. Ishan Fenris who's like a politician now is he he got elected (laughs) like literally on his campaign don't vote for me (laughs) to to, to like (laughs) to um you know counsellor or something I gotta read about that sounds good funny oh well it's like a picture of him holding a cat or something (laughs) 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 anyway should I get on number four number four Vector Ah. Vector were they in Smitty's yeah, with yeah, the K. Yeah, on about yeah, them. With the K. As a few people are. Terminal Redux is the album. It's pretty ripping stuff. Have you listened to it? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good, hey. Like, thrash. Have you listened to it? No. Thrash? Yeah, no, it's like... um Riff City, thrashy prog mixture. Yeah. <clears throat> sort of. Yeah. Sort uh, of. Pretty intense. Death, kind of a bit. Yeah. Um, energetic. Yeah, real energetic. I don't know, real fun. Like, probably, yeah, they'd be the new band I was most impressed by. So, this is their first album? No. Oh. New to Sleep. New to Sleep. But um, I think they're pretty young. I think they're only, like, 20 years old, the people in the band. Are. And the photo looks like it's taken in 19... Like, their promo photo looks like it's taken in 1985. Bullet belts <laughs> and, like, torn <laughs> torn off singlets and stuff like that. Torn off shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're really cool. You should check them out. Do yourself a favour. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh Number three Might as well keep this thing rolling I'm not ready for this to end Well I've got a million other bands I can All mention right. So don't worry <laughs> It will never end Borknagar is number three Wow of course. Winter, Winter Thrice <laughs> Yeah well Vortex for a start Yeah Anything with Vortex is Actually that should, probably should have been the favourite Almost uh, mm, Definitely I forgot about that one Yeah it just feels like so long ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was early on. I think it was January. So yeah, I never really got into Borknagar much before. Oh, but I heard that album that and really blown away. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Again, hardcore black metalers say, so, "Oh, this is just fucking pop with black metal vocals and that sort of thing." You know. Mm, don't know. There's a lot. It's very um, vocal oriented, probably more mm. so than <clears throat> like technical riff based, but it's a lot of atmosphere. But there's still some pretty sweet guitar going on. Yeah, and just cool songs and vortex. It sounds pretty dark overall, but also um, sounds like it could have been recorded in the deep snowy mountains. Yeah, I bought one of their albums. I like back when you had magazines and stuff. I saw one of their magazines got a review or something and bought went and bought the CD from Dada's mm. like in 2000 probably quintessence and like yeah i was like man who, who is this man <laughs> <laughs> it was vortex <laughs> and that's where it all started wow cool these days i reckon though there's when i when i was a kid 
it was you were very much in your pocket of music that you liked. So if you mm. took took Ash from age nine, it would have been Offspring, Smash, and fucking Green Day, right? Which are kind of not quite the same thing, but similar. Give it one year and it's grunge only. Three years, it's new metal only. Give it five years, it's like death metal only. You know, and it was it was always like that. Yeah. Where you were just into what you were into. Yeah. And the only um, variety you had was just like a time that you wish you could forget, you know, like embarrassed about the music you used to be into or whatever. These days, kids at school, the kids that are into metal will then go and flick on Triple J and it'll be some Calvin Harris remix of a Beyonce song or something <laughs> and they'll dig it. Who's Calvin Harris? Is he coach of the Calvinators? <laughs> <laughs> But you know, have you ever gone to a um, a barbecue or something with a hottest one hundred barbecue on Australia Day? I have. Yeah, oh, not for about ten years. And the guys are like, hey, "I've got my top ten list. I know what it is. Number nine, the June Rats with you know Aussie pub rock or whatever it is. Number Num- eight, Violent Soho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, number seven, Skrillex. Missy Higgins. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number six, Missy <laughs> Higgins. You know, it's and um, Mumford and Sons. Mm. Yeah, I love this track. And it's like, what the hell is going on here? How, yeah, how do you like this? And then fucking Parkway Drive. Yeah. Parkway yeah, Drive. Amity yeah, Amity Fletcher. They love Amity Fletcher as well. Yeah. And it's just like, how the yeah, hell do strange. you get into all this weird shit? So then mm, what, it does surprise me when there is such a thing as just purely true black metalers these days that would complain about mm. Borknagger. Uh, you know? This is reading reviews online. Encyclopedia on Metallum. And it's like, yeah, there's some people that... There's trolls as well. Yeah, There's also yeah. a lot of people that just live on rate your music, I think. Yeah. And they want black metal. Oh, so you share... Like, people read your you, profile on They can music? see, like... Pete, you can put a review on there, which I never do. Yeah. But then um, down the bottom, at the, like at the bottom of the page, after you scroll through all the reviews, you do see who's recently rated it. So if you want to, yeah, you can click on other people's profiles and see, which I do a lot because I'm like, who, who the hell's giving who the hell's giving Borknagar half a star? Mm. <laughs> I can't see what else they like and they like. Do you think it's any competition bands that would try and sabotage other bands' ratings? Uh, probably. <laughs> Probably some. But I know there's albums that haven't even come out yet a lot of the time. Like when the new Metallica was coming out, it's like already got one star <laughs> average because 100 people have gone on and just downrated. <laughs> like, fuck Metallica, fuck you, Lars. <laughs> and your paintings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's richer than Hetfield. Is that because of his paintings? I have no idea. Probably just, yeah, investing it wisely. Oh, I read this. <laughs> I read this thing online. Online the other day and it was richest members of Metallica because it was comparing Mustaine to like Kirk Hammett and I I think Mustaine right yeah I think Mustaine is worth like 25 mil or something which is fucking a lot of money and then it said like Cliff Burton was worth a million when he died in the 80s yeah well that was are you saying that's a lot or not that's a lot well I don't know they were a pretty huge band for 80s for metal yeah yeah totally first album but also, in that time, a million would have been more, I suppose. But isn't that a huge number for a band that was, you know, that sort of music in the 80s? It was the height of, like, synth pop and stuff. Yeah. And what we see, I guess, is that the Black Album completely exploded mm. and Justice was um, nominated for a Grammy, I guess. So, it makes sense. But, yeah, for, like, Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets to be a million dollars worth for each member, at least. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, nuts. Yeah, pretty big. Anyway, fight fire with fire. <laughs> Give us number two, Slate. Number two, which is the number one metal album. Who would have got the trifecta of this, eh? No one would have got it. No. I would have awarded this if you had a picture. Yeah. 
but Devon Townsend, oh, okay. Transcendence, which at first I was like, yeah, whatever, because I didn't dig the last one that much, Epic Cloud. Oh, sorry. When I started listening to it a bit more. <laughs> well, what, what I discovered was that my then two-year-old son enjoyed listening to it, so I just listened to it heaps because mm. he's around all the time. So I That's could. how we got popular with the Owltales EP. People's kids enjoyed it. <laughs> Is that a true story? Yeah. All right. So yeah, I heard yeah. One of the reasons. Weird. (laughs) Yeah, so it just climbed up the rankings through osmosis. Repetition. on Bark at the Moon. (laughs) Yeah, but just through listening to it. I actually um, haven't heard it. Is it classic Devon? It it actually is. It's kind of similar to um, like Ocean Machine sort of vibe a lot. The songs aren't quite as, well, I wouldn't say they're quite as good. But yeah, it's got that sort of atmosphere, like a lot of sort of uplifting sort of thing, which is you know, you need sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Mostly you just need grim black metal. Oh, I have heard it. Did you have it at your Lake Street house? Or Tim had it? Something? Yeah, definitely put it on once or twice. Mm. Mm. But yeah, that's going back quite a ways now. That's a cover Last of uh, a um, Ween song. On there? Mm. What song? Uh, Transdermal uh, Celebration, I think it's called. Don't know what album's that off, Ween. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Ween, really. I just mm. saw it said Ween cover after it. I was like, this one's pretty good. And then it was a Ween cover. And I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, is your number one album of the year Ween? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Mollusk. So it's not in a metal album you did say number one was? Yeah. So that's yeah. crazy. A non-metal album. But it's Devin a band. And a dude or a band that I'm a massive fan of. Mm. And I have been. Any guesses? Any guesses? <sighs> He's Australian. John Farnham. So close. Really? Jimmy Barnes. No, not really close. Uh, Sad X. (laughs) (laughs) Non-metal Australian. Nick Cave and the Bad Ah, okay. Um, Skeleton Tree. Righto. Yeah. It was... It's pretty slow. (laughs) It's... You know his kid died, so it's like real reflective. Oh, fuck. It's real... And it's like, so that's, so yeah, so when I listen to it every time, I was like, wow, this is really amazing. Probably because I'm thinking what he's going through sort of thing, I guess. But, so it's not, certainly not party music. But, <laughs> <laughs> but do you put that on the list because all of his songs are pretty dark about murder and shit, what the murder ballads are anyway? That would be when I first started listening to him. Mm. Well, not then, but that was, that was like the first album I was like, man, this guy's cool. And you know, like what I'm getting at basically is that Sleet's top albums of 2016, would this literally be the only, one of the only non-metal albums you would have yeah, had in rotation? Yeah. So, you know, pretty some, much. Well, I'd have to delineate metal albums are shit. I'd well, have to narrow it down to metal albums only. I thought about just not putting it on there because it wasn't metal. No, that's all right. But, no, um, it's good. Whatever, Sleet is who Sleet is. Yeah, flip people off, man. I did on the way over here. Oh, actually. good. Yeah. Um, don't you think that's a lot of metalheads? They only listen to metal, and then there's but like all different types. And they're just one or two. But yeah, then they, they just, just love Offspring Smash. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. No, that's cool. All right, I'm gonna yeah, definitely so listen weird. to that. Yeah, do. But like I said, prepare yourself. It's pretty heavy. Like <laughs> not heavy, heavy. You know, yeah, deep, heavy shit. Heavy hearts. Heavy. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's mention a few albums that we liked that didn't make your list and give us some reflection. So for one, I must have listened on the Australian topic. Yeah, Bellicor. 
Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. Just like it's cool. It's definitely good, but it just didn't um, make my list. I don't know. I find um, I haven't quite clicked for me. Even Stone's Reach. I know. All right. Do you you know the way to your car? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Sacrilege. (laughs) I know. And okay. I I I don't know. Another band from Australia. The heart wants. That's what (laughs) Alan said about his daughter that he raised. Oh, jeez. Another band from Australia called Inverloc. Was that 2016? Yeah. 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 I think that was your number one, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, easily. Mine was um, Whispered. Oh, yeah, and I checked them out too. And again, like, it's good, list. but just didn't make the list. Nothing wrong with them, mm. but um, I don't know. I think you had Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer's this year. Is it? Yeah. Mine was Moon Sorrow, oh, Bellacore. Sorry, I'm looking at our list now, and I just found the an- Did you most like anticipated. Bellacore, al- the cover for that Bellacore album? The front cover? Yeah. No, I didn't really like that. Um, I didn't. That, I think that put me off a little bit. Yeah, it looks a bit. Because it was one okay. I'd scroll past. Like, I think it was. Like sometimes a, you need something to draw you in a bit. Steve said it was kind of like a stock standard fire thing that you could just buy. It was a little bit Roots, Bloody Roots. No, I thought a, mm-hmm. he bought it off a guy who composed that picture himself. Oh, okay. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that podcast. But, yeah, I must admit, when I first saw it, I was kind of like, hmm, because the last two have been a little bit more... Like one was a drawing and one was like a photo of a statue and then mm. this is like, seemed very tribal or something. Yeah, yeah. And it did, I, I didn't think it really fit the music either. Yeah, I thought it was a bit odd. But then after a while, I just, I think it's fine now. <laughs> it's strange. I'll listen to that again. I'll give another yeah. try. And Inverloc, just a too bit too doomy for me. Yeah. That's all, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. And yeah, yeah my other one was Moon Sorrow. Yours was Whispered. Yeah, Moon it was pretty cool. Morse Principium. I didn't really That's dig it. the whole fake Japan thing. That kind of put, yeah, that put well, me off. Yeah, I liked it at first. You actually thought they were? They were Japanese. Yeah. And I was like, wow, finally Japanese are doing something like this. <laughs> and it wasn't them. Did you, it there's doesn't take it away from the music. That's pretended to be Chinese, like Ghost Moon or something like that, they're called. Ooh, and know. they like released that, all the stuff in China and their yeah. page was from China and stuff, but... And it turns out they're just from America pretending for some reason. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. Weird. I've got a question for you now, and you can name one or up to three, but are there any albums, because you're solely listening to 2016 shit, yeah. are there any albums that you discovered in 2016 that you'd never heard before that are like maybe, or just not from that year, from before, mm. that you were just like, holy crap, and it sort of put you off your... Well... <laughs> I got into. Have you heard of Jim Croce? Jim Croce. He's man. like an yeah. old folk metal, folk, folk music guy <laughs> from the seventies. And I listened to a lot of that last year for whatever reason. Metal wise, not last year. I don't know, but this year definitely. Dawn is that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is awesome. That I'm is sure awesome. there would have been. Oh, there was. I can't think of it was. There was another band that you I heard you mention on the podcast. But I just can't think of who it was. And like a, a melodic death metal band from the 90s that I was like, I don't know how <laughs> how I didn't listen to these in the actual 90s. But I just, if you said that name, I might. Um, it wasn't around that same dawn time we mentioned it? Yeah, uh, no, it was before that. It wasn't no. Edge of Sanity? That actually, yeah, but I'm not sure if that was, Yeah, yeah, that was, that's definitely one that that's happened for. So Edge of Sanity. But none that is fully stuck, stuck. Like, mm. But... um. Age of Sanity were definitely one that I was like, yeah, holy shit, 
Mm. How was I not a fan of Edge of Sanity? Mm. Yeah, that strikes me as very Sleet-esque. Mm. I've got the wor- my worst albums too. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is even better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost All right. Yeah, now that we're done best. with that other shit, let's <coughs> yeah. get to the good stuff. Baby Metal. Oh, oh, okay. Man. I don't get what do Baby you think Metal. About baby Metal? I don't get it. I actually... <sighs> Look, I can it makes me angry. get why people think it's funny or whatever. And yeah. Perhaps I could see younger kids thinking it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> but man. When that <laughs> vocal start up, I was like, fuck off. <laughs> Seriously. I'd never heard it until I was in Japan at a bar called, you'll love this, Midian's. <laughs> and on, filth fans. on the big screen, it was, yeah, Baby Metal Live. And it was a huge show, massive show. And I think, is it just a bunch of Japanese chicks like dancing and singing? They don't or write they the music. I think they actually sing. Hmm. It was very confusing. And I thought, you know, this is a... It's kind of a spectacle thing, really. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah, see yeah, how people. Yeah. How like the hell could people um, buy it and listen to it? St- what's that word when you do things in time? Um, choreography. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Weird one. Yeah. Do you um, like it, Catlin? I absolutely do not like it. Yeah, but I do think it's. The, I don't know what I think, it's, but it's definitely um, the something very like fucking Dragon different. Force. The riffs, I think, but then the vocals are very much like I don't know. Stuff. Japanese girls. I just can't see someone at a party just sticking it on like, guys, guys, got the new That's baby metal. I mean. Like, when do you put this? When bit. do you listen to this? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard reference to it on Triple J too. Probably made hottest one hundred. Don't know. Very odd. Serious? They're probably making a living off it already. I dare say. Yeah. Fucking strange. So, very strange. Hit me with another. Some band <laughs> called Phantom, which is a. Real generic name, so it's hard to figure out what's going on. But they released three albums, and they're all <laughs> worse than the last one. Like Deliverance, Not From Opeth, Starve, and Scars of Supremacy. And it's just like noise metal. And it's just, you know, like, <laughs> what do they call it? Wall of Noise or whatever. It's just like a lot of, like... Just, yeah, sure like putting a guitar in the yeah, floor yeah, yeah. and leaving the room. And they're so bad. And there's three albums released in the one year, sort of like the Dandy Stones. And the Dandy Jonestown Massacre. Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember what the other band was. Um, but but the only thing I could find about them was like one website had the albums and spruiking them as this is the future of metal, the best <laughs> black metal. So it must be the person writing their own reviews. Yeah, yeah. And that was the only reference I could find to them apart from their, their albums on... Google Play, which my brother Locke led me to. Mm. He's like, check this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I think because it's bad. I, hope. I don't know. Um, but bizarre. I don't know what they're going for. You got to be. Just like it is bad. Like, it must be intentionally bad. I think. I don't know. I can't remember the band. It's either is Wolves in the Throne Room and are like an actual normal metal band or are they? Yeah, metal yeah, band? they're actually pretty good, I think. Okay, so, so it's not them saying, then. Right? It's not them. It's I think they must be called just Wolves. There's the Wolves, maybe from, uh, Melbourne. I think noise band. Nah. Okay, so I think it's just called. No, isn't yeah, that wolves. the guy who ended up being in? Um, Over the time Berserker. Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. So, this band is, I think, just called Wolves, and they're a noise band, and they played in the Rosie, like, 2009 oh, or really? eight, right? And I was talking to someone who's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to see Wolves. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to drop acid smoke bongs and sit in front of the speaker on the floor at the Rosemount. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's noise core or noise whatever, and it's just static 
They've got yeah. a theremin on stage with reverb on it for 40 minutes. Do people and actually enjoy it? I don't understand. And every song, it's different every time they play it. I don't know if I just sound like a grandma. Yeah, yeah it's different yeah, every yeah. time it's they play it. Because there's no there's, fucking composition. Song. But, you know, it, I can dig it for that because um, I like moments on albums like Agalock, Ashes Against the Grain, where they just have a song that is all just like atmospheric mm. feedback or whatever. And it How sounds cool. How long is cool. the song? Oh, three or four minutes. But then it like leads into another song or it's led out what of another song. What about Tool when they did that with um, 10,000 Days? <sighs> I never listened much I did to a lot of that weird days. shit on NMO as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of cool when it's in, in context with an album, you know? You know, you yeah. know there's the two intro, songs. Sorry, two songs on 10,000 Days. That, Part one and one of two. those is that. No. Wings of. That you're supposed to. Oh, I can't remember what songs they were. Copy and paste them over each other. Yeah, like play one after the other. And then play those two at the same time as one of the other songs, and it's sort of supposed to complement really? them. Yeah. Whoa. And I think that's half the reason they had that noise that's thing. That's creepy. Yeah. One thing that does annoy me about 10,000 Days is they, that's just seems like a bit of filler, and there's oh, not many songs. At I least know. on Arma, they've got an album's worth of songs on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10,000 Days is like six songs. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, over 12 yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, and it kind of goes back to the other other band on my worst list. Some band called Violet Cold had another noise thing, but even more noise than ever <laughs> before. And like, I th- it started up, and I thought it's got like that sort of um, rumbling sound, and I thought it was the intro. You know, and like, after ten seconds, I'm like, all right. And then after a minute, I was like, what is going on? And I think ten tracks, every track exactly five minutes long. It was all that sort of stuff, and it's... I don't know. I don't understand the point, and it's especially confusing because then this guy had another album out that year, which was actually all right, like a sort of um, post-rock type stuff. A bit more of a violent Soho theme to it. Yeah, but... Which I've never heard, by the way. But I wish... <laughs> yeah, too bad. A, it's modern punk. Really hard to find this album. And I only actually came across it because the yeah. other album was on some... <laughs> come across it. Because the other album was on someone's best-of list. And I accidentally oh. listened to the wrong album. I was like, <laughs> yeah. wow, this sucks. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah, I think maybe that's just for the ex- either dudes who fancy themselves so extreme. Like, isn't, or you won't, you'll be able to answer this for me, Slate. Mm. That fucking Mayhem album, uh, D Mysterioso fucking Albanici or whatever it is. <laughs> Fibonacci. Fibonacci from the early 90s, obviously. Where it might not be that album, might be a different one. And I, I listened to it, gave it a whirl, and I'm listening and I'm like, okay, noise core intro. And then about two minutes through, I'm like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. There's drums there. <laughs> oh, this has been a song the whole time, but right. the, recording the recording is such that shit bad. quality that I couldn't even make out that there were drums on it. Right. But there's like a full band going. That's shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know Mayhem that well. I know that album and I know it's recorded shit but is it that one it might be i don't think it's that bad yeah there's (laughs) you know it's it might even not even be mayhem but it's a band like that and Mm. i just remember listening to it going like i read a review of whatever it was and they were saying that like you know the bass was pretty amazing or something haunting bass lines (laughs) and i'm listening to it i'm like there is no bass Mm. there's less bass on this than and justice for all i get it (laughs) pride you took pride (laughs) you feel mate what other shit stuff have we got to check out? Um, well, that's all the worst albums. Right, what else? I've got, I don't know. The one's worth mentioning. My favourite album title was Brutally Deceased Satanic Corpse. And that's pretty good too. Okay. Death metal. But I just like the album name. The band name is Brutally Deceased. The album is Satanic Corpse. Nagura Bungat 
Bunge it. How do you say their name? You like them, mate. Yeah, I used Z. to follow them a little bit. Yeah, I thought that. Um, I haven't heard the latest but... stuff. Do you know the guy died? The drummer died. I didn't know that. Yeah, just like this year. Mm. And I think he was the last remaining actual uh, founding member. Wow. But I quite liked that album. Z, it was called. Anagnorisis. Peripatia. <laughs> Peripatia. <laughs> That's another band that. I liked, and that that gimmick like a um, hell uh, um, concept album, because he'd found tapes or he'd been given tapes of himself as like a three year old that his parents had recorded, and he'd like cut him into the thing. Whoa, so I was that's like, a great idea. Yeah, so I really like that. Really, I really like that because mm. that got my attention. And it happens to be the band that the dude from Panopticon was in before he went solo. Whoa, mm. yeah. I'm very similar sort of sound, but not quite as good. Uh, they listened to this album called "On the Eve of a Goodbye" by the Reticent, mm. which I'd never heard of. Another, it's like a one-man band. It's like a prog band, and this was like another concept album where his friend committed suicide, and he's written this album like what he thinks she's going through. I guess in the last twenty-four hours, it starts with like twenty-four hours to go, sort of thing, and then he's got like songs. And then every now and then it'll be like ten hours to go, mm. and then and, and um, Whoa. another full blown concept album that's pretty good, but it just gets a bit whiny and sort of loses track because sometimes it's like he's singing from her perspective, then he switches to his own perspective, and it just sort of gets yeah, a bit off like, the rails a bit at times. At McDonald's breakfast this morning, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for a lift. Mm. Yeah, but that's interesting, so definitely worth checking out. Um, I could go on. What What are some trends you noticed in music? This year, like what space? What space. Seem to be seem to be a lot of albums about space. I don't know. Um, the whole post rock, post so many genres, but post rock, post metal is a big thing now. Like, does post just mean that there's lots of reverb? Uh, I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know, but it means it's like not quite rock. Okay, but it's kind of like uh, a lot of minor chords. I think I don't know. I don't know how you define what minor, I mean, what post-rock is. Yeah, Do you I know? fucking Do you don't know. Idea? I still don't like understand why people it. even use that as a description. That's a horrible description, isn't it? But you can kind of know what it means when someone says something. But how to The trends it. I've noticed in metal the uh, last couple of years probably is thrash making a comeback. Big time. Cool. I don't uh, like, you know, old like school Vector. thrash. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that uh, Evil Invaders, mm. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of stuff like that um, coming back around and also um, old school death metal, like yeah, hearing tomb yeah. style stuff seems to be I'm making sure a comeback according to Smitty. Yeah, I, I was uh, listening to a podcast the other week and a guy mentioned an album we've talked about on this show before years ago, actually, a couple of years ago, called Gruesome. Maybe it was only mm. last year. And what I didn't know, I think it is that album, is that that, that album is deliberately... Or maybe it's a different band altogether. Either way, there's some band out there in the fucking world and they're just a death tribute band in a way. And so, one album is like Death, Sound of Perseverance. One album is like Death, Human. One album, but just inspired by the sound of that style of album. I thought it was Only death albums? Only death albums. Because you think about death, like from 80s all the way through to 2000 or so, um, you know, the fucking massive. It's all 
that band, but it's all a pretty pretty different album to album. Yeah. Oh, well, the first three or four are pretty straightforward death metal, I think. Once it gets to Human, I human. think it starts yeah. killing it. Yeah. And Human sounds like massively different to Sound of Perseverance. Oh, yeah. Because they're yeah, like yeah, whole. Yeah. The cool thing about old Chucky Boy is that he'd get guys in the band and then he'd have them write shit. Whereas like a Devon. Oh, I don't, I don't know, know so much about Devon, but like... I think he does most of it himself. Him or like Opeth or something like... People yeah. with a really strong central figure, they will have Megadeth. the members... So, yeah, members circle around them, but then they will still be the driving songwriter. Like session players as opposed to co-writers. Yeah. yeah. So, if Human is definitely sounds like part cynic because the two of those guys in it. Mm. And yeah, Sound of Perseverance or whatever, like... Guys like that wicked bass player, Steve Giordano or whatever his name is. Yeah. And then on another album, it's like James Murphy from Obituary and mm. Death. You know, like heaps of different shit. Anyway, mm. so yeah, some guys are getting legs out of that. They'll run out after five or six albums, but fuck. We haven't mm. even done Very that many albums. Yeah. Mm. And we only like Corpacliney. Mm. <laughs> did you hear um, With Escape, Dan Swaino? Yeah, I did hear With Escape. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was okay. But um, the, again, vocally, I didn't like... There's, because there's like three sort of distinct styles, one of them grinded my gears a bit. Yeah, Spotify thought that it would be my favourite album uh, ever. Yeah, every I time I would ever fucking turn on that. Spotify, I With Escape, it, With Escape, With Escape. So I listened to it a fair bit only because I just kept getting it right. pushed onto me. So if you, if and it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't blow my mind. It no, wasn't, same, yeah. It was, you know. But just because Dan Swain, I guess. But it was cool. It. Cool enough. And Skugsia, did you listen to that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've uh, Bjornsson and Ina, fucking whatever his name is, the, guys, the guy from Enslaved and the guy from... Oh, fuck, I can't remember what other band. The guy, the, the, he does the... Some of the soundtrack for Vikings, the TV show. Wow. I can't remember what his band's name is. Oh, Scott no. Pendlebury. Anyway, they released like a band. Oh, that Calvin was like, from I think, I think um, <laughs> <laughs> Warney, coach of the Warn Dogs. Um, anyway, he, he they released an album which was like like traditional Norwegian okay. or Swedish, wherever they're from, Norway, mm-hmm. I think. Um, the, I think the government... The Norwegian government actually gave them money to produce it, sort of like as a sponsored type deal. Okay. Like, because, yeah, it's like real traditional sort of sound stuff. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Do you listen to any, like, world music as such? No. no. I mean, unless you count that, maybe. Because it is verging on it, yeah. Mm. I don't really, no. I listen to, like, 70s folk and stuff, and then metal, and then. Nick Cave. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you should give some Mongolian stuff a try. For real? <clears throat> Actually. Hangai is a good place to start. Hangai? H-A-N-G-G-A-I. What's, is it like full-blown world? Is it like medley world music uh, or just actual, no, it's, um, actual traditional? It's traditional but with a rocky okay. feel bordering on metal but not really. Right. Um, but, you know, good vocals, good songs, like... Yeah. You know, not just instrumental or anything. Hell, uh, throat singing. There was some Korean band that I think maybe did the Perth Arts Festival or whatever recently okay. that, um, same sort of thing, but a bit sort of mixed with metal. Right. But I, I checked them out. They weren't huge, but I, again, mm. I can't remember their names. So yeah, yeah. Why even bring them up? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do album of the week, but speaking <laughs> of world music, some, it's not exactly world music, but if we were to do album of the week, 
um, I just discovered this band that's like post rock again, whatever that is, but with a dude that does like mariachi sing style singing sort of thing. Whoa. It's really cool called X Squirler. Okay. E X Q I R L A and the the album's named something in Spanish, so I wouldn't even bother trying to say it. <laughs> um Parano Vivian or some shit. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Um but that's what music? Yeah. But I don't listen to world music. Does Ash mm. listen to world music? I'm drinking New World Lager. <laughs> Got New this world for Lager, free. So. Uh, from Hawthorne, a... I see. Oh, Hawthorne Hawks. Uh, world music, the closest to world music I've ever listened to would have to be something by like Peter Gabriel or something like that. Peter Garrett. Peter Garrett, yeah, yeah. Pitar Garrett. He plays Pitar. Yeah, I'm not really into world music at all. No, me either. I don't mind certain things like, um, you know, did you ever listen to Salival? The tool, yeah, DVD, CD thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Push It, you know, he has the Indian guy come out for an extended bongo solo in the middle. Oh, for that real? In, uh, Indian oh, tabla, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And I remember people losing their minds, like, man, it's so crazy. Danny Carey's been studying with him in India for like twenty years or something. Who is he, George Harrison? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And that stuff's cool, and I don't mind a little bit of influence. Folk metal obviously has a lot of um in a weird way, like world music. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll tear it down to this. If you have an Indian tabla drum on a song, it's cool. Mm, yeah. If you're a Celtic band and you have Celtic instruments, it's cool. Sayawa. Yes. But when you say world music, to me it sounds like you're just cramming 50 cultures into one song. Right. Which See, sounds I think of it, it means like once, but world music is a name for, generic term for any individual uh, countries okay. traditional music so you could have world music that is didgeridoo and world music that is yeah okay mongolian throat mongolian deep throat singing <laughs> yeah okay well that i mean that makes a lot more sense but um, i think my experience with it is like community radio stations oh, and yeah. they're like some some like hippie dude behind do. the mirror yeah yeah behind the mirror <laughs> they're like so um this week we have have Kroonu on Behind the Mirror. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I find it so hard to find music. That's what fascinates me that you listen to this much. So much. And so much that I actually like, again. Because I find myself more and more, and this is actually something I want to do this year with Cabba, is instead of having a top three or five, we, we never fucking sort out our lists. Cabba might do it in his own time, but I do it on the spot. So that's right. why I pick things like Claim of Thrones, Claim of Throne, Cradle of Filth, <laughs> Dusk and Embrace. Dusk and Her Embrace. Did you listen to that? No. The re release yeah, of it? God it. damn it, listen to it. It's fucking awesome. But I think for me, I find more stuff not from this year or perhaps not from this decade over a year more than I would actually listen to new music. So it's new to me. And I find that I get a lot more inspiration and pleasure out of hearing stuff that, you know, like you with Dawn. You're like, how the fuck did. Sleet never hear this in 2008 or whenever it came out, 98 or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm a lot more like that because if I can hear Dawn, which that particular album sounds like Slaughter Sun, sounds fucking like, that sounds like the band. Whereas like if I listen to earlier Dawn, you can hear they're a little bit trying to find their feet. So uh, if I can yeah. find like the album. The peak of yeah. every band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Master of Puppets of every band. Yeah, dead right, man. Because then I feel like I understand the genre a bit better. Yeah. 
there's a lot of new music. I find they do cram too many genres together, too many influences, and don't get it right. Whereas, like, if I hear a gruesome band doing Sound of Perseverance, I kind of know what they're going for. Right, yeah, yeah, A little yeah, bit yeah. more. I find that I, if I keep on top of the new releases, I will still find bands that I haven't heard of before, and I might not particularly like that album, but I'll go back and listen to their earlier stuff, mm. and then I'll, I'll find a cool album based on new releases, even if it's not specifically <sighs> that one. That yeah, fucking repulsive. Oh, oh really? Not good. Want some? No. Some Mongolian. Not at all. Deep throat in there. Jesus. Yeah, that's fair enough. You mean in terms of their influences? Like, this is um, inspired by whatever. Maybe, so yeah, that that's one way where they would, you know, if I listen to something, then it'll suggest, well, if you, if you listen to that, you might like this. But also, more so, even, for example, last week, checking out the new Dragon Force album that I didn't particularly like that much. I thought it was okay, but then it would... It, I don't know, inspire me to just check out their last one or whatever, and then I find an album of theirs that I really fucking like. So yeah, even if it's not particularly that that new album of theirs, I might find some cool older stuff. I'll yeah. tell you. Oh yeah, sorry. I was going to say I kind of neglect some of the older stuff because I'm trying to do these lists. And I'm like, <laughs> and that's what yeah, like I mentioned, like some bands, I'll they'll have five albums, and I've only listened to the most recent one. And mm-hmm. so to put that in perspective, uh, I was talking about summoning to my friend Aaron on Saturday mm. and showed it to him and he goes, yep, definitely going to check this out. This is up my alley. Messages mm. me later. Hey man, have you ever listened to Callahan Brood before or Caladan <laughs> Brood? And I, you know, I said, yeah, I have with you five years ago. You made me. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, honestly, he's made me listen to him like five times and it just never clicked. We're always, it's at a time where you're sitting around, you're communicating, you're socializing, cooking some dinner, hanging out, having beers. So I don't listen to it too much. And then he goes, man, seriously, if you like summoning, this is like taking summoning and then turning it more into music that we'd commonly listen to. He didn't really say it like that. I'm paraphrasing. Mm. And yeah, chucked it on. Fucking awesome. Like it is dead set what I want to hear out of music um, because it's a bit more heavier and less synth driven than summoning. So that's an album and that's 2013. He also put on this album by um, Wormwood. Hmm. Did you listen to an album by Wormwood or was that this year? There's a Marduk album called Wormwood. Okay. Wormrot? Worm is that rot, a band called Wormrot? Yeah, I think there is. I'm on, I don't know, because maybe I've listened to them and not Wormwood. But if you took Caladan Brood, Dawn, and fucking, God, I wish I had a third album to wrap this up in a nice, nice neat little package. Uh, thy Catafalque. Thy Catafalque. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, you take those two albums and they're pretty fucking awesome and that will give me inspiration for days. Uh, Old Moon Sorrow that I was listening mm. to a couple oh, of weeks yeah. ago. And they're albums that I just have never, either never heard of at all or just never given the time. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I like it. Mm. I was listening to Caladan Brood at your house last night for the first time in my life. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. Well, I don't even know what they're... Uh, Very similar to Summoning by the sounds of it. Okay. Which Very, I really like that music, but just finding the time to listen to something like that is like, Can you is listen a strange at thing. work? Uh, I can't listen to music. Well, I, mm, I don't know. I share an office with people who listen to the radio oh, and yeah. talk a lot, so I can't really chuck headphones in or but anything. that is the hard thing, finding mm. time to listen to music. Cause I, so I get home, I want something energetic, fan, you know? So it's not oh, like okay. I can just chuck the metal on oh, and yeah, album right. on at home, really. Which is why I listen to a lot of those 70s folk type mm. stuff. My partner's a Dream Evil fan, so I'd listen to a shit ton of power metal when I get home. A what fan? Dream Evil. Dream Evil. Or, uh, Are they like Dream Theater? Steel Wing? No, they're not. Bruce Dickinson. All power oh, metal. Is it? So then if I go from like putting, having power metal on, 
to summoning kind of probably ruins the mood. So I would love it if my wife listened to yeah. it. See, it's different for Power me because I, I get the, oh, can you chuck some music on while we're cooking yeah. dinner? And I just throw summoning straight on. <laughs> right, yeah. And crank yeah, it and yeah. it's yeah. all What's good. it like cooking to summoning? Does it help? Um, yeah, it's fucking You make helps. the most brooding dinner, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, that's, I listen to a lot of music at home. I find that's pretty good. But at work, I can't either. And I used to when I used to work with The Mighty Sleet. Mm. And yeah, that was, man, we used to be like, all right, does anybody have anything for me to listen to? Owen as well, when he worked yeah, there, he yeah, would be yeah, yeah, messaging yeah, you're me. looking for things. Yeah. yeah, he'd be like, man, you heard any good albums lately? I'm like, <laughs> yep. An hour later, I get a call back. Man, it's pretty good. Got anything else? I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, Locke's a bit like that as well. He'll, he's listens to music and he's like, got any recommendations? And um, I've got 340 of them. <laughs> Do I have recommendations? <laughs> what? What's your poison? <laughs> um, like, yeah, like, I will. I'll ask him what genre because there's too much. And then yeah. narrow it down. But, um, What's his go-to? As long as it's from 2016. His go-to, uh, he loves... Sepultra. Oh, no, but, he, you know, he loves... Like, he like, he's actually quite getting into power metal a lot, but it was the same sort of stuff as me. It was, you know, it was all originally Pantera, Megadeth, Metallica. Now, um, folk metal like um, Corpaclani, all that sort of stuff he loves... He'll like the new Ailstorm, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, again, another band. I just can't bloody think of their name. It's like a folk metal type deal. Grinspoon? No. It's not, <laughs> I think it might have been the band I was trying to think of before, mm. if I think of it. Oh. Um, but, yeah, he's onto that. It's like power metal. A little bit more recently, folk metal, huge. I was thinking of, before when I was listening 2016 albums that you didn't mention, Metallica. Yeah, yeah. What's the yeah. skinny oh, on yeah. that? I don't mind it. Okay. But I don't feel the urge to listen to it ever either, if you know what I mean. Do you reckon they massively lost their way? Yes. Like they forgot how to write songs? Yeah. Have you heard Saint Anger? <laughs> well, how could anyone release that and be willing to let other people listen to it? It is amazing. I don't know that they lost their way or they just aren't into the same stuff anymore or they just, I don't know. Sounds like they're constantly trying to rewrite the Black Album or something. Well, now it's, there's a bit like they're trying to recapture. I think even trying to recapture Justice or Master a bit now because it's a bit thrashy. It's cooler these days actually, too. Some dude re-records all their stuff in the style of And Justice for All and it sounds pretty good. Mm. But then the vocals uh, come on and they're, you know, how he sings now, which is not bad. He's actually pretty good at singing now, but... Loses charm, I think. I'll tell you what I fucking hate. I know that back in the day, Master of Puppets, Obey Your Master. Battery. Master. Battery. Obey Your Battery. Harvester of Sorrow. Harvester of Sorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, just saying like that. Total, that's yeah, whereas fresh. now, like, Atlas Rise, I'm just waiting for Atlas it. Atlas Rise. Yeah. <laughs> He's going through the song, chorus, chorus. He uses the word demise. What's coming next? It's uh, Atlas Rise. Yeah. He's got the rhyming thing going on. and He's good at rhyming. Th- yeah, it's... Oh, I don't know, man. Far out. Nah, but same with Megadeth. Megadeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. No Megadeth no, mentioned. No. See, I thought people were raving about that dystopia album. Nah, I didn't, I didn't listen to it much. Mm. I don't know. Smitty, it was on Smitty's list, wasn't it? Mm. I saw I it on a lot so. of lists. I thought people were sort of saying it was right. their best for a while, but I, I'm not a huge follower no, of Megadeth, I, so I don't know. I'm a huge Megadeth fan, but f- no, I didn't. I don't know. 
whatever reason. Maybe I was too busy listening to um, Bortnagar at the time, oh, yeah. I think. I think one thing I noticed as well is a lot of one-man bands you tend to find. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that is. Probably just because it's black metal and a lot of them are one-man bands. Mm. I-, I love the idea of a one-man band as a recording project, but I do find they sit in a certain category. Yeah. It's like, you know, either like ultra brutal death or tech or something, yeah. slam or... You know, black metal slash, you know, maybe proggy folk metal or something. Yeah. But it would be interesting to hear like a wannabe Master of Puppets band, one man band. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Why not? Why not? Maybe that's what you could do, thing is um, King Lizard and the Gizzard Wizard story. <laughs> <laughs> right um, do, you want to, do you want me to mention some Australian bands I mm-hmm. liked? Yeah. Uh, Rebel Wizard. Have you heard of them? No. King they, Gizzard they related the Rebel to the Wizard? Gizzard Wizard, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. There's um, another band called, called Gizzard Wizard or Lizard Gizzard or something. Really? From Brisbane. Same oh, no place shit. the King Lizard and the Gizzard Gizzard Whoa. are from. Anyway, and there's Stoner Doom metal as well. Stoner Doom's big in, hey? Yeah, it is. Mm. That's actually another trend. Yeah, Stoner yeah. Doom's pretty, pretty popular. But these guys, they're like um, sort of black metal... Um, kind of raw sounding, like with a bit of um, priest style singing from time to time. What, like, um, Venus on the Spiritus? Sanctus. That, like, actual priests from school, what they used to sing? Oh, is it? I never went to a school class. that had actual priests. So <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Forever and ever on. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. What else um, on the Aussie list? Denouncement Pyre, which is oh, like yeah. um, raw black metal type. Yeah, 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 I haven't heard it, but black I've heard Sun the name. Unbound. Yeah, another. Cool. They're the probably the two that I listened to most that were Australian bands. Mm-hmm. That wasn't Nick Cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's I'm sure there's more. Mm-hmm. Um, that were the two that I've written down. Awesome. Um, cool. Probably time to wrap things up. Yeah, we've been going for an hour and a half. Have we? Fuck. You're gonna have to do some editing. So uh, tell me this. Have you started on a 2017 albums yet? Not many. If any. If any, but a couple. Who's the running favourite so far, the early leader for um, next year? I don't know. I can't remember which ones I've listened to. Drawing a massive blanch. It's fucking hard to find new music, I'm telling you. There's so much out there that if you search 2017 albums, it'll be like most anticipated albums from like Metallica, right. um, Soulfly, fucking whatever. Tool every year. Tool Should every year. To, like, System of a Down. Um, Angry Metal Guy, he's pretty good. Mm. He's but, like a guy that has a webpage. He's got some pretty good recommendations on there. What what bums me out physically is, is that, um, they're all curated, those lists, because Angry Metal Guy has a certain taste. Metal Sucks yes, has a certain taste. Yes, that's why you to listen to every single I know. top ten list. And it's such a bummer. It's amazing. You'll be, you have, you've... I'd have gone through 20 top 10 lists and then I'll go through another one and there's always two or three on there that I haven't heard yet and they might be the ones that I like. Yeah. And they might be totally different to the other eight or nine on that person's list that I don't like. It's tough though because a lot of... just too much music. Yeah. Too many grandmas. (laughs) (laughs) One too many camel. (laughs) But yeah, it's hard because like underground music, I don't see in 2013... Callahan Brood, Caladan Brood being on anyone's list, for example, except for like some underground dude, because it's hard if these bands aren't on like 
mainstream-ish labels that it probably doesn't get enough traction to mm. and any you, you know it'd be some dude who people are trying to think he's trying to be cool by putting a band like that on there and even these dudes have their mates and stuff as well which you know so there'll be certain bands that they'll go on about mm. because they might actually know the dudes in them I guess it can be one of the possibly one of the positives of Facebook if you've friends with people who like a certain type of music you can trust what they're going to recommend or mm. yeah i find having a recommendation year. or even even like a little paragraph write-up of someone that's listened to them and why they like them gets me much more interested and will more likely to give them a bit more time if you know just a little bit about the band or someone else you know likes them especially that you have you respect their tastes mm. Yeah. So yeah, so, so I can see why Facebook and just um, word of mouth is a good uh, way to get people interested to listen to what you're laying down. Sweet as. Thanks, Nettie Noodle. No worries. You're a fucking good one. <laughs> Until next year. Oh mate, yeah. What should we play to take out the show? Shit. Yeah, I was just thinking about that before. I don't know. Not Nick Cave, right? Maybe play. Mister is a little bit like Claim the Throne, so I don't know if you want to play that, but that's cool. Well, it just sprang to my head. But they had a song called Firstborn Son. Check out the full list of uh, Ned's uh, Ned's favourite albums of the year and least favourite albums of the year over at ClaimTheThrone.com. Find the show notes. Check out all the bands. Add Neddy on uh, some social medias and rate your music and tell him his list was fucked or it was really good. And check out the uh, current updates of the Jeff Kennets oh, yes. at dreamteam.com forward slash Neddy Noodle. Super coach. Alright, well, fucking suck me off. <laughs> it's over already. You're not going to have Eat before coming to the actual podcast. Are you? No, no, no. Yeah.